lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. Get a good look at this studio over the next few days because you will not be seeing it much longer. The gauntlet that we have been warning you about uh, begins this week. Now we'll be getting a, a studio upgrade. We won't have any shows on Thursday or Friday as the result of that. Um, and then uh, I'll be doing between the election and the completion of the nefarious film. I've got a lot of different things lined up for the next couple of months where I could be in and out uh, on a sporadic and unforeseen basis. So uh, we just, uh, with all the changes happening around here next over the next couple of months, we just ask for your patience, please, in advance. And thank you for that. And just ask for a lot of flexibility as well uh, from Todd and Aaron, who I have gone out of the way to make this as low maintenance yet demanding of a job as possible because I am demanding but hate high maintenance. But in the next couple of months, we're going to have to be demanding gentlemen and high maintenance. So hopefully I've put enough into uh, with deposits of low maintenance-ness into the tank that uh, you guys are willing to kind of fly by the seat of your pants here for the remainder of the autumn every now and then. Coattails, baby. You know what I think. But I, as far as the studio is concerned, I'm not worried about it being awesome. I'm worried about, can we live up to it? We're kind of the beer and peanuts crowd. True. Is this going to be too nice for us? It, it, no. I, I, when, I, I think I... <laughs> no! no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I, to, it, like, insult the, the quality of the work being done, because it's very, it's very cool. But I think it is in the spirit of what you okay. are talking about. Wouldn't you say that, Aaron? Looking at the yeah. the specs, like mm-hmm. it, it's very us. It will be a it'll be a much nicer, better version of this. But it also won't make you feel like uh, do I have to like shower before I come to work now? No, it won't yeah. do that at all. Okay. I mean, it will still have a very casual kind of a Steve Dace vibe, just uh, a nicer, more up to date variation of it. Fair. Cool. That's a good yep. description, Aaron. Yep. All right. So, uh, lots of things going on here over the next couple of months. We've got. I'm putting to bed in the next 48 hours the rise of the Fourth Reich book with Daniel, and then it's off to the printer, and we are now slaves to the Let's Go Brandon supply chain. So who the hell knows when that that book might come out in December, February. I literally, we literally have no idea when it'll be done. All right. Uh, We'll have the uh, Why Thanksgiving Children's book will be out here at the end of this month in time for Thanksgiving, we hope pray but it looks like that's going to be accomplished we are going to finish the movie this month i mean there's just a lot of stuff going on right now i i i've actually had visions all of this is coming together in the next couple months people are going to who is this dace character he's everywhere he's making movies he's writing books in the next couple months i'm going to wake up and we're going to be doing the year end show and then off to christmas and it'll seem like it happened like 10 minutes from now yep the next couple of months are going to go by very fast. I mean, it's already, it's also football season, right? Most wonderful time of the year. It goes already by fast. Half over. Yeah, and it's already half over and on the college side. So this always goes by faster this time of year more than any other time of year, but that's especially going to be the case the next couple of months. So thank you for your patience. We appreciate it. Don't forget our friends over at My Patriot Supply because it'll be a very sad day when the Let's Go Brandon shortages hit the food supply and you're not prepared. Take advantage of it with the nation's largest 
preparedness company right now. Get 20% off their emergency three-month food kit for you and everyone in your household. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even snacks and drinks. So the full complement of 2,000 plus calories a day that you need, and it will be good for over 20 years with proper storage. Get yours today for 20% off their biggest savings ever. 20% off plus free shipping when you go to preparewithdace.com. D-E-A-C-E, preparewithdace.com, 20% off, plus free shipping at preparewithdace.com. We have a ton going on on today's show. Um, We're trying to squeeze a whole bunch of stuff in this week with the short week, especially a month before the election when everything else going on in the country. At the bottom of this hour, Emerald Robinson will join us to talk about her new boss, Mike Lindell, who is now the new enemy of the state. Because that's what happens when you're rich and you do stuff the state doesn't like, but you instead chose not to rape uh, sex trafficked girls at Epstein Island. If you do that, totally totes cool, right? Because uh, Ghislaine Maxwell remains in prison for life for essentially sex trafficking um, to no one, right? She, she sex trafficked to no one. But she's in there for life, right? So Mike Lindell, guilty of thought crimes. We'll talk to her about that at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, all three of us have watched this documentary. We have not compared notes. We have not discussed it amongst ourselves. I didn't give anything, any leading commentary to either Todd or Aaron at all. I just said, I want you to watch this before Monday. And then we're not going to discuss it between ourselves until we go live on the air. And that is what we are going to do next hour. The documentary is called The Greatest Reset. And we will discuss it and compare notes and our thoughts coming up next hour. Also, we're going to do what we can. I mean, we've got a ton of demands on the time of this show right now, particularly now between uh, between now and the end of the election. But just looking, I mean, Trafalgar put out a poll late last week that basically said Michigan is a demonic oasis amidst everything else currently uh, happening this election cycle. And the, the, the if you are any form of an anti-communist in uh, Michigan, you need to get your poop together, man. Seriously. Okay? And I'm, I'm talking to everybody. Activists, donors, candidates. Completely inexcusable to lose in this environment to Wichmer and her coven. Completely inexcusable. So I'm going to do what I can for my former home state where all my favorite sports teams still reside. In the time I have, I'm going to do what I can to help push this boulder up the hill called Michigan on the program here for the next month or so uh, leading into the election. To that end, Michigan is also poised to be, other than California and New York, really between those two, the the left and right coasts, the baby-killing sanctuary in America with a piece of legislation on the ballot in a referendum in Michigan on November the 8th. We will discuss it with the head of Michigan Right to Life and the battle against that. That's coming up here on the program later today. All right, so as you can see, we are jam-packed. So let's get to it. Let's get to Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away.
What happened while we were away brought to you by four completely random stories. We'll begin with this. A new study at the journal MDPI reports on the death of a 76-year-old with Parkinson's. The man died just three weeks after receiving the second of two doses of the Pfizer mRNA jab in December of 2021. The report states the family of the man requested an autopsy given quote-unquote ambiguous clinical signs before his death. Upon completion of that autopsy, it was determined that a contributing factor to his death was something called multifocal necrotizing encephalitis, or brain swelling. Traces of the spike protein were found in the man's brain. The report at MDPI also ascribes the presence of that spike protein to the jab. And then there's this. Government officials in Scotland are calling for a review of neonatal death rates in that country after it's witnessed two spikes in newborn deaths in the last six months. The death rates of newborns and infants is currently at its highest level in 10 years in Scotland. NFL defensive lineman J.J. Watt revealed yesterday that on Wednesday of last week, he went into atrial fibrillation, that's irregular and rapid heart rhythm that can lead to blood clots, and had his heart shocked back into regular heartbeat on Thursday. The country of Sweden is now no longer offering the COVID jabs to teenagers, citing the, quote, very low risk of COVID to that age group. So there you have it. Four random, completely unconnected stories. Just like buckshot, just just throwing that out there. Moving on, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken says the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines are actually a good thing. Our futures are intrinsically connected to one another as profound challenges to mankind, such as climate change, are globally interconnected and require collaborative responses. Whoops, wrong clip. This is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to, once and for all, remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his... uh, imperial designs. Headline at Huffington Post, could a small nuclear war reverse global warming? Checking in on Arizona and gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. Tell me, abortion is effectively banned in the state right now. Tell me, do you, is that something that you support? I support saving as many lives as possible. And what I really want to know, and I've been waiting, I tune into you guys all the time. I want to know where Katie Hobbs stands, but I never hear you guys ask for that. I'm pro-life. My plan would be that every woman who walks into an abortion clinic know that there are options out there. They don't have to choose that. There's families who would love to adopt a baby. And right now, the way it's been going, Mm -hmm. they go in and they they only have one option. That's it. Nobody tells them that there's other options. We want to help our women. If they're afraid, we want to help them. We want to give women health care. And I want to help people. But I really challenge you, and I'm I'm happy to get back to you on this, when you find out where Katie Hobbs stands, because let me tell you where she stands. She supports abortion right up until birth and after birth. She supports if a baby survives a botched abortion, that that baby die on a cold metal tray. And none of you ever try to get her to talk about her stance. So get back to me after you do. Handmaid's Tale update. Two homosexual men are suing the city of New York arguing that not having access to a woman's reproductive potential is a form of discrimination and that they are entitled to have the city pay for a surrogate. And finally, this tweet from somebody named Zoe Brannigan-Pipe, quote, 
I wear a mask everywhere. I social distance. I am so careful to protect others. I don't go out to eat. I exercise outside, eat healthy, take care of my mental health. But I am in a school and it is futile. And I have a fever of 102.1 and positive test. I am upset and angry. And that's what happened while we were away. All right, let's talk about our friends over at Tyga Coolers, where you, of course, can get the coolest American-made coolers that are out there just in time for peak tailgate season around the country. All American-made, lifetime warranty from a company that has the same good old-fashioned American exceptionalism values that you and I have because they listen and watch just like you. That's how we got connected with them in the first place. So if you want a badass cooler and you want one that is customized, they've done a couple of customizations for me and for everybody here on the show and they're all very cool they do phenomenal work make great gifts as well customized coolers great gifts for clients great gifts for family for the holidays uh visit tigacoolers.com right now t-a-i-g-a tigacoolers.com and get 10 percent off at the checkout when you use the promo code steve 10 percent off with the promo code steve at tigacoolers t-a-i-g-a tigacoolers.com Ton to get to in Aaron's montage today. We're going to get to uh, the latest in the unraveling of the COVID stand narrative. We're going to push that off to the overtime because we can kind of group those uh, stories together into one conversation. We'll get into that when we tape the overtime right after today's show. And then you'll be able to watch it later today at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, go there now to become one at a discounted rate, blazetv.com slash days. All right, let's get to the montage and let's actually begin back to front. Um, that tweet, as Aaron said, is the cell phone of the year. Uh, I believe that woman looking at her account has over 7,000 Twitter followers, I want to say. I saw that this morning. Several thousand, yeah. Yeah, That's several thousand. Um, and she, of course, first word, let me just read her bio to you. Let me just read it to you. 8,000 Twitter followers is what she has. All right, here's her bio. Stop me when you're shocked. Educator? No? No. First word in her bio. First word in her bio. Educator and activist. <laughs> Educator and activist. That is how her bio begins. She's pretty redundant. Yes. I go by Zoe, not Miss or Mrs. Social justice and equity are drivers. Vegan, later in her bio, vegan runner, she, her. Pronouns in the bio. Only thing missing, can you guess what the only thing missing is? Ukraine flag. There is no Ukraine flag. And that could be why your demon god, Zoe, is punishing you with a positive COVID test. You have not made the sufficient offering to the spirit of the age. You have made a Cain-like offering to the spirit of the age, not an Abel-like offering. You did not give the spirit of the age the offering that it is worthy of. You gave it the offering you were willing to give like Cain. And thus, no Ukraine flag in the bio, no protection from COVID. No soup for you. No soup for you, indeed. Yes. What she's essentially tweeting is I did everything that my cult told me to do. 
all of its false promises failed me. But I will keep on culting. I will cult even harder. I will cult more. Because that's what cultists do. That's what foolish hearts that are darkened do. That's Romans 1 stuff. That's the hardening of the heart. And just as when Pharaoh hardened his own heart towards God and all the judgments of the plagues upon the false relics and idols of his pagan kingdom, and instead of looking at these judgments and realizing that his cult, his false gods, made false promises to him and turning on them and turning to the only living God creator of the universe. He culted harder. He culted more. And so God then said in a precursor, proto version of Romans one in the old Testament, since you, since you have hardened your heart to this extent, I will now harden it for you the rest of the way. I will give you over. That's what given over to your own depraved mind. That's what it means. Pharaoh was given over to his own depraved mind to the point that when he held the dead body of his own son, he still did not repent, but sent his chariots after God's people nevertheless. It could not be my cult that has failed me. It could not be its false promises that proved to be false. these children, these little germ factories, many of which, of course, should have been aborted, shouldn't have a classroom of 20, 25, maybe 10 or 15, too many useless eaters, too many parents who are unvaxxed, didn't jab their children, and now they're super spreaders, and I'm the victim. That's what this is. This is a cult. We do not use this language for rhetorical flourish. We do not use this language for effect. We do not use this language for exaggeration or for the purposes of illustrating absurdity by being absurd. We do do all of those things. But in this point in time, we do it for the same reason we look at the yellow orb in the sky and say, that is sun. We look at the green growth on the ground and say, that would be grass. We look at the being born with a penis and, and say, that is a boy. And the one born with a vagina and say, that is a girl. These are obvious, self-evident truths. This is a cult. You will not reason with it. You will not accommodate it. It will never accommodate you. You must crush it. You feed sheep, you confront wolves. Sheep don't know, wolves don't want to know. To the sheep, Paul says to his spiritual son Timothy, words of love seasoned with salt, be patient, kind, and even your own rebuke. To the wolf walking the streets in Acts, that same Paul looks at him and says, ye are a son of Satan. To that same spirit of the age, 
That same Paul that asks for forgiveness and says, love is patient and love is kind. That when all the world is stripped away, we have only three things, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. That same Paul then looks at the wolves in Galatia, who he has debated and reasoned with for years. And when they refuse to give up their cult of circumcision, they finally, he finally sees the signs, the fruit on the tree. The heart has been hardened. They have been given over to their own depraved minds. Who wrote those words? Paul himself. So he knows what he's talking about here. And he says to those Judaizers in Galatia, fine, have it your way. Cut your entire schlongs off then and show us just how committed you are to your cult. This is what Paul means in 1 Corinthians when he says that man in the front row of your church with his arm around his mom, throw him out so that Satan will have his way with him. And then maybe, maybe when he is broken because of his sin that you are harboring and accommodating and enter, not only that, you're endorsing. And maybe when he is broken, he will then come back. And when he does come back, like the prodigal son and the father will welcome him back into his arms because mercy triumphs over judgment, but it does not cancel it. There will be a judgment. This woman is a law unto herself. She is a judgment unto herself. Her own words betray her. For those who say, why does a loving God allow people to go to hell? Why doesn't he just more visibly reveal himself? You know, maybe, I don't know, put himself in like human form, maybe. You know, it's been like over 30 years walking, talking, eating with people, you know, doing something like that. Can you, is there any precedent for anything like that? Can you think of anything? No. Something that maybe in the next uh, 80 days we might be commemorating. Christmas is a common state. No, you know, it's always winter. Never Christmas, indeed. By her own words, she knows. But she doesn't want to know. So she will cult harder. Elsewhere in the montage, speaking of cults, correct me if I'm wrong, and I have never seen an episode, but from what I have read about it, I believe one of the leading tropes of the television show, The Handmaid's Tale, is this is a dystopian future when women are reduced to essentially birthing units. Forced birthers, right? That's what I understand. My understanding, right. Never seen it. Yeah, I believe that's kind of the shtick of the show, correct? I think so. Okay. And of course, the implication is, now isn't it funny? You know, there was a guy who had smuggled Bibles into dozens of countries and oppressive regimes as a missionary. He died over the weekend. He was 94 years old. I shared his life story. I linked to it on all my social media feeds over the weekend. It's funny how the Bible is very oppressive, but it's always the oppressive regimes that don't want it in there. You ever notice how that works? It's kind of weird. But then again, you know, we have vaccines that actually don't stop you from getting infected and all those other things. Right. So, you know, who knows? Um, it's the oppressive people of the Bible that want to force women into being merely birthing units. The story, Aaron, that you featured in your montage of the gay men saying they essentially have a right to the reproductive potential of women. 
first and foremost, let's say this. Make sure this does not go unsaid. If men can get pregnant, then why do they still require the reproductive potential of women? Bing. Anybody? Anyone? Sasan? Bueller? Let's go home because that Anybody home? sums it all up. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, if men can get pregnant... And to assert otherwise. We just heard that on Friday, right? Yes. Uh, to assert otherwise, threatens you are threatened with societal shunning. If men can get pregnant, then why do they require the female reproductive potential whatsoever? That notwithstanding. Back to the original point. This story of these two homosexuals suing New York City saying they have a right to the reproductive potential of women is the actual handsmaid's tale. This is the actual story. This is it. This is it. Except guess where it came from? <laughs> Uh-oh. The exact same spirit of the age that the handsmaid's tale did. That's some devil and Daniel Webster stuff for you right there. This is what happens when you make your deal with Beelzebub. Oh, he keeps his word from a certain point of view. Too many women in this last generation made their deal with the devil. And now, first and foremost, you'll just be erased as women altogether. Men will now be better women than you. Men will replace you as women. Oh, and yes, it's those right-wingers with their quiverful ideologies demanding that you be used as a birthing unit against your... No, no. No, Karen. It's the two homosexuals that you went to the Pride event with and celebrated and waved the rainbow flag for. They're going to do it to you. And they already are. Now, if that ain't some shot in Freud, Romans 1, up to your or given up. If the first story didn't convince you the words of Roman 1, Romans 1 were true about what happens when you are given up to your own depraved minds, then how about that one? Does that one close it for you? Does that one seal the deal for you? Because Romans 1 is real life. It's for reals. It's two for two so far on the show today. Two for two. We have stepped into the lane. We tried to challenge Romans 1 at the rim twice now, and we have been rejected into the ninth row of the seats both times. Should we try for a third, maybe? Let's see. Speaking of stepping to the rim and getting rejected, Carrie Lake. My goodness. She's always a woman to me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like. A happily married man. I'm just going to have to start saying that to myself. I feel like I'm 16 years old. Right. And I'm not sure, you know, what the, what the dude equivalent to like Tiger Beat was when we were teenage boys. Was it the SI swimsuit edition? What was the what what is the equivalent to Tiger Beat and the stuff that the chicks, you know, 
used to get with the uh, the boys, the celebrity boys they liked, they thought were cute or had crushes on. I don't know what the guy equivalent to that is, man. But right now, there is not, there's not much hotter than a fully clothed Carrie Lake standing at a podium with a camera on, taking a question from one of these metrosexual reporters. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. I mean, I, I mean, you watch that clip, and you're like Bert and Ernie and It's a Wonderful Life, man. When Violet walks down the street in that dress, and you're like, I gotta go home and see what the wife is doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's... She's even more polished than DeSantis I is agree. at dressing down. And it's because she comes from the newsroom. I she agree. knows exactly who these people are. I agree. The pacing... She isn't like she's the pacing. It seems she's not she's not pouncing. You know, the favorite media pejorative Republicans pounce. She is not pouncing. That is coming home. And trying to and and, and coming home with beer on your breath at 1 a.m. and trying to pull a fast one on your mama. And she just removes your spleen. While her mascara just is absolutely still perfect. That's what that is, man. I mean, that is just no son. I mean, I, I'm not sure you remember what home you just walked through the front door of, but I'm going to have to remind you of the order of things. That is yes. Finally. Remember the last time we were told. And the way you linked these two stories, Aaron, I mean, we are mind-melded, man, because that's the first thing I saw, I thought when I saw Blinken's comments. Oh, yeah. Remember the last time we were, we, were, we were reliably informed and reasonably assured that it just so happened that every solution to, of course, and we promise you, a completely spontaneous and organic event that we had no hand in orchestrating whatsoever occurred it just so happens that now that it has though by golly we we now need to use this to enforce our the entirety of our agenda down your throat is there a precedent you can think of in the last 30 months for when our government has tried that that's essentially now the Nord Stream thing alright I'm in we blew it up I saw that clip I'm totally in that is that is the that is the COVID thing all over again. The exact same kind of language. That's that's Steny Hoyer last week. There is no swamp plebes, but rest assured, if there is, it's for your own protection. If you're a pet owner, you know that taking care of your dog means more than just food and water. Uh, The health and happiness of your pet is important to you because it's an important part of your family. And that's why you want to know about our friends over at Rough Greens. How come when you go to the store these days, the supplement section is one of the biggest in the entire store? Because a lot of the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that we need the most are stripped out of what we eat the most for mass distribution. So we need to get that stuff back into our diets. The same thing is true of your store-bought pet food in many cases. And that's why there's now a supplement for your puppy. It's called Rough Greens. It's a powder you mix in with your pet's food. And when you do that, you restore the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that your pet's diet is likely missing. But you might be wondering... 
Well, my pet like it. And hey, in the let's go Brandon economy, the last thing I need is another expenditure to which we agree. That's why we're going to offer you the first 14 day jumpstart bag for free. We will pick up the bigger expense. We ask you to pick up the smaller tab of shipping so that you will feel invested enough to try it because we think it'll be really good for your pet. We want you to have skin in the game. But we'll pick up that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free when you go to 833-ROUGH-DOG. That's where you can call them if you're old school. 833-ROUGH-DOG. Or go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F is how it's spelled for roughgreens.com. Well, she's a good friend of the show and recently found out she is now officially working for an enemy of the state. Good to have Emerald Robinson back here on the program. Emerald, how have you been? I've been great. Steve. It's been an interesting few weeks, that's for sure. I'm sure that it has been. First of all, props to a multimillionaire who's hanging out at Hardy slash Carl's <laughs> Jr., first of all. All right? That's exactly what I thought. But you know what? I, ha- I too, have a weakness for Hardy's breakfast. So that's something else that Mike Lindell and I have in common. Yes. But if there's a Bojangles available, it's a toss-up, you know? The best fast food hamburger ever are those Angus beef hamburgers at Hardy's Carl's Jr. So fast. So props to that for just hanging out. Dude, just mildly manning it, you know, uh, handling his own business, mild mannered, putting down a, you know, an Angus beef combo. And lo and behold, the feds show up. So what's, what's the story here? And is, is, is mm-hmm. Mike guilty of anything other than crap, man, I should have raped some sex traffic girls on Epstein Island. And then I'd have been totally left alone. I think he's guilty of being uh, being just kind of too innocent, right? Because Mike Lindell says whatever he believes or thinks, and he in some ways has this sort of innocence about him and just frankness, you know, not to, not to borrow on the frank speech, but it is actually very appropriate in that he just doesn't have a filter because he's so kind of true in so many ways, which is amazing. But I think the big story here. Stephen, what immediately struck me when I heard the news uh, that night before it even really broken was that they nabbed him at a Hardee's. Now, what do you immediately think when you realize they've nabbed him at Hardee's? And a little more background on that is that Mike Lindell had been off the grid for a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even I couldn't reach him, right? And when he goes off the grid, it's typically because he's duck hunting. That's one of the few things. This man never stops working, usually. I can attest to that. I don't actually know a harder working person, but every now and then he will go off the grid and he'll go duck hunting. And that's what had happened that weekend. He came back into town on that Tuesday and they nab him at a Hardee's, which means they are surveilling him in some way. Mm-hmm. And they're, they didn't produce a search warrant for that. And that is kind of one of the big issues in the lawsuit that Lindell has filed against the FBI and DOJ. And I think besides everything else, you know, there's the First Amendment rights, the Fourth Amendment rights, you know, not no unlawful search and seizure. And there's definitely a lot of questions about the search and seizure and taking his phone and initially telling him he couldn't call his lawyer. But really the fact that they picked him up at, the, at a Hardee's is a big red flag. We've had about 70 of these red flags now, it seems. Mm-hmm. And the kind of stuff that, I know a lot of times you don't want to say this is what's happening, right? Because, <clears throat> yeah, frankly, you sound crazy, right? But then after a while, it happens so many times, you just have to say what it is. This, this is clearly using the coercive power of the government to target individuals for what the government deems wrong think. What other, what, what other alternative benign or innocent explanation exists here, Emerald? 
with the number of people that they've targeted, there's no longer a benign explanation. And I think that in this case, because they are going so hard and so fast and with little predicate or reason to warrant it, though, I mean, that it has been the case in other issues like the Russiagate investigation. We know there was no predicate there for an investigation and it was all this circular stuff, which we're seeing again with uh, the FBI and Trump and raiding his house. They base it on reporting where they leak to reporters and they say, oh, this has been reported and now we're going to go raid his home, right? which is, again, we get into all the reasons why does Trump sit down with Maggie Haberman Mm -hmm. that allows that to happen. But that's a whole different discussion. But when it comes to average people like, you know, I mean, Mike Lindell is not average, but I think it did resonate with a lot of people because he is known as the My Pillow guy who does so much philanthropy, who most people know his backstory of coming out of drug addiction and doing so much good. And he basically gives most of his money away. Mike Lindell doesn't even keep much for himself. He has a whole recovery network. He hires people and gives them second chances after they have been in drug addiction and jail and, you know, stands by them and tries to help them, you know, create a more positive pathway in life for themselves. And so that is really, I was amazed at how it struck so many people who don't consider themselves political or even consider themselves left-leaning. So in this, the DOJ and FBI have really revealed themselves as targeting wrong thing as opposed to, you know, some, I, I've had, I even have family who would say, well, we don't like what happened on January 6th. And we think, you know, this and this and this and this because they watch CBS all the time. Mm-hmm. But this did not sit well with them. <clears throat> what I find the most disturbing about this pattern of events is that there's, there's not even an attempt to gaslight us. No. There, there's not even an attempt to come up with some craft some alternative narrative we're not even looking for pardon the pun trumped up charges here like we're not you know we're not sticking the irs on mike lindell or something or other which can be a political hit job but can be mirrored or masked in other forms this is just a head-on banana republic level of how dare you dissent here and have a dissenting opinion we will we will take a, a mediocre gap-toothed politician named Stacey Abrams and turn her into a nationwide uh, household term because she's she's good at doing nothing other than lying about I lost I got cheated out of an election I lost by fifty thousand votes okay um, and we'll make her a decade-long household name um, and and on all of our channels and we'll rub your faces and noses in it but if you dare question the outcome if you dare have your own thoughts or ideas about what these strange random occurrences that led to the outcome of the 2020 race happened to be and a dissent against us, we won't even attempt to hide it right in your face in public. And even we won't even do it. It was one thing to do this to obscure people that no one's ever heard of on January 6th who were nonviolent and indefinitely detain them. We're going to step to multimillionaires who can afford the best of attorneys, who can have the process and the platforms to defend themselves. That, that, that I think, speaks to the lateness of the hour here of this as a republic. I would actually argue it, it's it, that they're going beyond that, and they pick up Mr. Hoke in, in Pennsylvania, who defended his son while they were, you know— at a an abortion clinic trying to help women make a different choice 
And there was no real tussle there. The The local government, the local courts had already thrown this out. And now the Biden DOJ is going after really a regular man mm-hmm. for not agreeing with the ideology. So I think that takes a, a step even past Mike Lindell, because Mike Lindell has been out there. He's been very vocal. He's giving a lot of money to looking at election fraud and election crimes. And look, Mike isn't someone who says it's on one side of the aisle. One thing he has learned, and a lot of us have learned through all of this investigation since 2020, is that it runs deep and long, election fraud, and it affects, it's been perpetrated by both parties. So, you know, that that's, you know, one thing aside, it's now that they're going after people who might be anti-abortion. It's like they went after the parents uh, in Fairfax County for being against all this gender queer theory in the books that they had in libraries. It does speak to, we are in the lateness of the hour, Steve. And, you know, you still get some of these so-called conservatives who say, oh, but we got to do this and this. And they'll, if someone's targeted, they'll, they consider this them untouchable. Mm-hmm. But they don't care about optics anymore. That's why you've got Karine Jean-Pierre as a White House press secretary, because they don't even care to make excuses or care how it looks. She can't do spin. She can't do messaging. They just don't care. They're just pushing forward with their agenda. Now, they know that, I believe they know that if there is another Trump-like era, that they're in trouble and they have to keep that from happening. And so many people across America are more aware of our institutions and how much corruption there are there. The majority of people question the 2020 election and that's on both sides of the aisle. Most people find Biden illegitimate president because they feel like he got elected by not fair means. Now, to what extent there's a disagreement, but the majority of people don't feel like he's a legitimate president. So this deep state, this administrative state is in big trouble and they just had to push as hard and fast as they can. And I'll be honest, Steve, that's why I'm a little more pessimistic about the midterm elections than a lot of people out there cheerleading a Republican majority. And if you do get a Republican majority, how effective are they going to be? They're, they're going to have to, for once, not be cowards. They're going to actually have to do what they say they're going to do besides strongly worded letters and, and you know, st- great sound bites on Fox News and on Sean Hannity, mm-hmm. right? They're going to actually have to do something because there is an ex- existential threat in the United States, and most Americans realize it, and they expect something to be done about it if there is a change in power. Very well said. Emerald, uh, let the audience know how they can find the show that uh, you launched on Mike's platform a few months ago and uh, where they can keep up with your work. Yes. So I am the host of The Absolute Truth. We broadcast first in the day at noon every day on frankspeech.com. You can also download download the Frank Speech app via the App Store, the Apple Store, or uh, on Roku as well. But you also can catch us on Getter streaming live for 4.30 p.m. every day. So it's like a second showing as well as on uh, Rumble Live as well at 4.30 p.m. every day. And then there's re-airings throughout the day on Frank's Speech. I know there's a 4 o'clock. I think there's another one. Uh, sometimes I'm not. They don't tell me, and I, I, I pop up. But, um, yeah, but you can definitely safely catch us at noon and 4.30. And you can follow me on Getter, follow me on True Social, follow me on Substack. Substack's my favorite because I get to go more in depth there. Great work as always. Always good to see you. Thanks for joining us today, all right? Take it's care. So good to see you. Yep. All right. Take care. I want to discuss what she said there at the end. And I understand, I understand why there is an element of what used to be known as the right. And I'm not not talking about people like 
Bill Crystal, who maybe became, who were always what we used to call neocons, and they were domestically left-wing. They just viewed, um, you know, pansy Democrat foreign policy as un- unten- untenable, particularly in a post-9-11 world, and became Republicans because of that era. Uh, I mean, people like Jonah Goldberg, you know, who used to write books about uh, demonic practices on the left, fascist Nazi practices on the left, and then and nowadays you're wondering, did this guy actually read his own work, right? Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of this stems from the idea that if we respond in kind, we will create a zero-sum game and risk the, the future of this gravy train called America. And I understand that we should not cavalierly go to existential magnitudes. We, we shouldn't, you know, it was just three years ago we would have staunchly enforced Godwin's law on this show. At least I would have single-handedly done it as recently as 2019. I got a book coming out next year called The Rise of the Fourth Reich, right? Because I understand you don't stand up to the bully abuser in your home unless you're willing to throw down all the way. Because if you do it and you're not, and you're not serious about it, the abuse and everything will get even worse. I get that. I lived it. I totally understand that. But then there becomes a point in time when the abuse is so bad that even if you're not yet confident and sure you have what it takes to stand up to it, you have no other choice. Because they are making it a zero-sum That's game, exactly not right. you. That's right. The level of abuse has in itself has reached a zero-sum game. I, I can't live like this anymore. So now I know I can't live, I can't live, I might not live if I stand up to it, and I certainly can't live if I don't. So I know this, I'll lose for sure if I don't. And we're at that point now. We're at that point now. And that's why she expressed pessimism about the election. It's not, it's not about the nuts and horse race aspect. It's like, what difference will it make? Right? I mean, the Republican Governor Association, when Mike was thinking of running for governor of Minnesota, did everything it could to not let him come into one of their banquets. I know this for a fact from somebody there. Right? So we're going to go out there and vote for a bunch of people to save us who have really no interest in saving us. And that's when things get to, let's just say the stuff of history books, right? Yep. And I understand that fear. Any thoughts? Well, I, from the beginning, I, I'm glad it was just pointed out yet again, the, the notion of parties. The, the, the man is being cased. Yeah. Again, and, and again, he's, a, he's been a punchline for a lot. The pillow guy, the pillow guy. doesn't matter uh, his charity, who he helps. How can you possibly take the pillow guy seriously? Well, yet seriously enough that you are following him around town. See, this is what yeah. they are constantly. Great point. Con- he's not serious, but he's serious yeah. enough to yeah. follow to a friggin' yeah. Hardee's. Yeah. yeah. And that's how you're being treated all the time. You're not serious at all. You're just a joke. You're just a redneck. You're just stupid. But you also have to be in indefinite detention in prison for protesting um, on January 6th. Like you, can, This is what we got to stop. The laugh track, is, Steve has brightly reminded all of us, like, ha-ha, they're so dumb. That we, that, 
That's used against us all the time. This is deadly serious. It is a zero-sum game. They have defined their terms. We need to come to grips with that. Absolutely correct. I mean, this is... This is... When, when you look at, you know, Mike Lindell, that was bad enough, and then they follow it up by, as Emerald pointed out, um, Hauk, the, the rating of, of Hauk in, in right. Pennsylvania. Right. They are telegraphing. They are telegraphing. I think this might be the primary purpose of the Hauk raid. They are telegraphing. No one is safe. You don't have to have millions of dollars like Mike Lindell. This is the primary. They are trying to use this to intimidate people just like you and me. That's the reason. That's the main reason why, why they're doing this. They're trying to get inside of our heads. But they are also serious about ending us as well at the same time. We'll come back. We are going to discuss a documentary we've all had a chance to watch in a moment. Stay tuned. Greetings, back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Don't forget, you can follow us at Steve Dace on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You can also follow me at Steve Day Show on Getter, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Look for at Steve Day Show there. You can also get clips of the show that are free to watch and free of any censorship when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And you can find me on Truth Social as well at Real Steve Dace there. That's at Real Steve Dace there. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Thanks to all of you that have left us five-star reviews. Hit subscribe or follow on the podcast platform of your choice. Please keep those coming. They do help our show make the sufficient and necessary offering to the algorithmic gods. Uh, If you have yet to do that, and you also have a question that you'd like to have considered for an upcoming Ask Me Anything, include it into your five-star review, and you will go to the front of the line for consideration by Todd for our next AMA, which will not be today, but the following Monday will be our next Ask Me Anything. And again, thanks to all of you that have done the five-star reviews. If nothing else, you have boosted our anemic and shallow, fragile male egos, for which we are appreciative. This portion of the show brought to you by Raycon, which of all the earbuds I've tried are the absolute best fitting and noise canceling ones that I have found out there. They will not budge. Trust me. That's why when they come into the house, I have to hide them from my teenagers because they like to borrow them and then they, they never come back. If you want to find out about Raycon and it's eight hours of playtime, 32 hour battery life, Get the same quality audio as the premium brands out there, but at half the price, really. This is why they've got almost 50,000 five-star reviews. Right now, go to buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, as in Nancy, buyraycon.com and slash 15% off your entire order when you go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. 15% off your order when you go to buyraycon.com slash Steve. Once more, by raycon.com slash Steve. So over the last few weeks, several of you have recommended, well, I get these recommendations all the time and I'm, I want just, I want you to know I'm very appreciative because a lot of the best stuff we've been able to talk about and find on this show came from recommendations from you guys in the audience. So please keep them coming. It's just as our show has grown so immensely the last few years, I can't respond to all of you 
uh, the, the way that I normally would have. This got recommended to me a lot, but I was not aware of the producers nor the platform. I didn't know much about them and still really don't. Finally, when one of you recommended this to me and said, hey, your buddies, McCullough and Malone are in this. Okay, that's when I decided to give it a watch. So I watched this about a week and a half ago. And after watching it, I sent it to you and uh, to you and Todd. And I said to Aaron and Todd, hey, by next Monday, watch this. And I don't want us to discuss it as a team at all. Don't bring it up. Don't talk about it. I want the first time we share our thoughts on this to be on the air so the audience can hear us discussing it. All right. Here's a trailer for this documentary. The Great Reset, the globalist agenda, a relentless march towards tyranny where ordinary people are mercilessly crushed. The whole world changed in one year. You couldn't make this up. It's a, it's a science fiction movie come true. The disciples asked Yeshua, what's it going to be like in the last days? First thing out of his mouth, let no man deceive you. The enemy of humans is humans. The people in the World Economic Forum, they, they flock to that idea. What we want to do in Davos this year, in this respect, is to push the reset button. The answer I'm going to give you now, I could not have given you two or three years ago. We're looking at something that I think we can pinpoint with Malthus, Thomas Malthus. And he's the one who decided there's just too much people using up too much stuff. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. This vaccination program cannot be about COVID. It cannot. The vaccine program must have implications far beyond the virus. The stakes are higher than they've ever been. It's at like a, an existential crisis for the species. The ongoing war waged by the children of darkness seems to have reached a truly disturbing point. In my mind, it points to the conclusion that this new world order that they keep talking about for the future is here. Wake up. Wake up because you will be exterminated. They will kill you and they will not care. May this be the beginning of the true greatest beset. So what I found fascinating, you guys want me to go first or when do you yes. want to go first? Okay. What, what I found fascinating, and I think why so many of you recommended this to me, 
is I, the platform that this is from, <clears throat> it sounds kind of familiar to me, but I'm not very familiar with it. And I mean, I, I've done with so many interviews, so maybe I've even been on it. I just don't remember because it was many years ago, but I'm not really that familiar off the top of my head with the platform itself. But I think the reason why so many of you sent me this link and said we should watch this is because of the tie that it makes to Malthusian ethics. And, and one of the things that we have been talking about on our show, when you look at this from an ideological or spiritual mindset, and you've heard us maybe say, this is just all warmed over Malthusian ethics, descent of man kind of stuff. So, so who is Thomas Malthus? Thomas Malthus was a British economist of the late 18th and early 19th century that basically inspired the two most, just as those of us that are trying to conserve American exceptionalism, look at sources like the Bible, Locke, Hobbes, Montesquieu, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Those that are trying to uproot American exceptionalism, they have their inspirations too. Darwin chief among them. But, and John Maynard Keynes, another one. I mean, most of their economic theory for over 100 years has been just Keynesian economics. You maybe heard that term. But it's the idea of scant resources. That for someone to win in an economy means that somebody has to lose. That economics are a zero-sum game. That's Keynesian economics. And that therefore there must be a there must be an arbiter to weigh in to make sure that the sharing of resources and wealth is equitable. And guess who that arbiter is going to be? Government. Any of that sound familiar to you? Does that sound like every Democrat that's run for office in America in, in your lifetime? Because they just that's Keynesian economics. But you have to look at who inspired John Maynard Keynes. And Charles Darwin. Thomas Malthus did. Malthus was the first to introduce what we know today as utilitarianism. Otherwise known as, for each according to his abilities, to each according to his needs. Malthus is really the godfather of Marx, Darwin, Keynes. He was the first to surmise that the earth was a dying planet with dying, depreciable resources. And the only way to really preserve said resources was to depopulate people who were the chief users of said resources. Now, of course, we have an obvious question to ask ourselves here. Who determines who is and isn't worthy of the resources, right? right. They've always got an answer for that, and it's always them and not you. This is Margaret Sanger got her ideas from Malthusian ethics. This is where terms like uh, human weeds is just another term for useless eaters. That's where Marx got that term from. I mean, this is just all Malthusian ethics. That's it. And it's always the elites. That's why you must have an EV that will only take you a couple hundred miles on a trip that you have to wait an hour to recharge if you can find a recharge station, of course. 
but they can fly on all of their private planes and it doesn't, who cares what their carbon footprint is? They're better than you. You serve them. It's Malthusian ethics gave elites permission to be elites and open the door to Darwin, Keynes, and a lot of the other thinkers that maybe you know better. That's why if you look at everything they do through the prism of a depopulation, even the race stuff, like when Kamala Harris says, we're going to allocate rescue resources in Florida on the basis of diversity and inclusion. You might think, and she might even think, because she's probably not even smart enough to spell Thomas Malthus. She's probably thinking she's just doing pimping the racialist agenda. But that in and of itself is Malthusian because who are the majority of the people in the country? Are they white or are they non-whites? White. So therefore, if you deny resources of the, to the majority in order to serve the non-majority, what are you also therefore doing? Depopulating. See my point? Mm-hmm. Everything they do is depopulation. Everything. It is all based on the notion that the earth is not a dynamic creation made in the likeness and image, those of us that are humans, of that same creator. That it's a random process. It's a mathematical process. And when the numbers run out, they run out. And that's all there is. There isn't any more. And therefore, to each according to his abilities, for each according to his needs, they've got more abilities than you by their standards. So therefore, they have more needs. And you are the needy. That's where abortion comes from. Make every child a wanted child. That's why the Today Show looks at a sonogram last week and talks about a child in the womb experiencing pain. But when, they, when Carrie and Chuck put that in the movie Unplanned, they, they rated R and try to get it banned because, uh, well, that's the kid we want to get rid of. So we don't want to show that kid experiencing pain in the womb. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's all about, I am God. Ye be like God, knowing good and evil. We're right back to the garden, man. Back to square one. And this documentary connects those dots. That everything is depopulation and depopulation is everything. Even though if you look at actual demographics, especially in the West, we have been in a demographic winter for decades. Because a lot of the same people that are telling you we have too many people are also the same people that are telling you we need open borders for cheap labor because we don't have enough Americans. Everything is about depopulation. But do you remember when I put out Rules for Patriots and I did an interview, Todd, with Talk Radio Europe? Do you remember this? Yeah. And, they, and the British woman that hosted the show tried to corner me on abortion. And what did I tell her? I don't believe, I don't believe you believe what you are claiming. And she got very offended and asked me why. I said, hey, you're saying children should be killed in case they might suffer. They should be killed before they're born in case they might be born into a life of suffering. You know, like to a 15-year-old mom like I was, for example. I asked her, have you ever suffered? Or had a heartbreak, a disappointment, a job you didn't want. You ever had, your life's been perfect. Well, she said, of course not. I said, then why don't just kill yourself? I told her that on her show. You should, by your own standard, kill yourself. If the goal in life, if the highest goal is the avoidance of suffering, and you have suffered, why are you enduring it? Why didn't you end your life? You don't even believe your own standard. You don't have a standard other than I want to determine what lives make me suffer. 
and end them for my own enjoyment and benefit. And that's what this documentary points out has gone on over the last 30 months. This is why they got together at their confabs and weren't wearing masks, but the help was. This is why mayors of major American cities demanded you lock down while they went unpartied and had weddings. This is why the governor of California was having, was having expensive meals in restaurants with celebrities while you couldn't go out. They're better than you. They're the elites. And you live for them, plebe. And that's what the Great Reset is. And that's what's gone on here over the last 30 months. This is deeply dark, demonic stuff. And what blew me away was to see, because I've talked to Peter McCullough a lot the last two and a half years and about a lot of stuff. Never, though, at this level, okay? To see a man of science with his level of accreditation and, and, and laudits, to see him go there and say, this was demonic, to hear him verbally say that out loud. The, 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 the progression of Robert Malone, who eventually, who, who starts off when they, they talk to him early in the making of their documentary, and he's just like, these people don't know what they're doing. And then he gets to the end, and they come back to him months later, and he's like, this was a complete you know, nihilistic uh, depopulation scheme, demonic scam. To watch these two men amongst the most celebrated scientists of their age throw up their arms and say, I don't know, man, it's Genesis 3. That's what stood out the most to me as well. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Well, for starters, uh, at least two people that I'm, uh, shortly after filming their part in this, died. That too, yeah. Not through unknown causes. That's concerning. Also, when uh, Steve gave this, uh, he almost always comes through in terms of the quality uh, even if it's on topics that give me an initial eye roll or something like aliens. I saw this two and a half hours long. I was like, it is it is the Infinity War and Endgame of what we have been talking on this show for a long time. Can, it, it, I, I, when, early on when the Avengers, I thought they're ne- this is going to be campy. They're never going to bring this together at the end. And look what they did. The, the amount of issues they cover... Faith, science, historically, philosophically, weave it in to a narrative that is that uh, obviously the three of us uh, on the show all believe in it uh, on some level. But to do what they did was was stunning in its impact. There's uh, there's uh, I kept waiting for okay that got clunky. It it they just pull off. A magnum opus and the one part that was new to me it, it, or at least i had forgotten it because i probably was introduced to me at a time where i thought that's that's insane but robert f kennedy talking about that study in the 50s mm-hmm. where they are they they at the ran, psyop study of how much yeah. people in stressful situations can be yeah. pushed to do just on immoral and and yeah. morally objective things because yeah. of the power of the appeal to authority. Mm-hmm. They actually had random people chosen for, from an advertisement in the newspaper come in 
and they they were actually the subjects, but they thought they were actually assisting the expert study other people. And on the other, they 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 were they thought they were actually giving electric shocks to people. They weren't. But on the other side of pressing this button with increased uh, vo uh, volume on the power of the shock, they could hear screaming on the other side. And a bunch of people said, I don't want to do this. Doesn't seem right. And the, there was the, the guy conducting it saying, no, this is for science. You have to do it. This is really, really important. And by a rate of like 65%, they mm -hmm. kept doing it. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. We are in... The grandest experiment in all of human history. It's a sorting. It's a sifting. Yes. You know, and all who gazed upon the beast marveled and wondered who is like the beast, meaning who belongs. That's that means who is who's on the team. Who's one with us? This is this is those who will make you believe but who can make you believe absurdities will later make you commit atrocities kind of stuff. That's what the study was. Yes. Yeah, because it's a cult. Yes. It's a spirit of the age. That's why we use that term. This is, we're way afield from politics, way beyond it. Way, way, way beyond it now. Aaron. So I actually used to work for True News. I was a weekend news anchor for them. I didn't, I didn't know really, that. didn't really know much about this organization even when I worked for them. I was just in it for getting some more on-air time and some more news experience um, shortly after I, uh, came to work for you, I just couldn't swing that as well on the weekends. Um, and so I, I let go. And then a few months later, I saw some stuff that Rick Wiles was saying. So this would have been back in 2017. Rick Wiles is no 2016. Um, Rick Wiles is kind of the leader of, of, of true news. And I'm like, man, alive, this guy's out there. This is like Alex Jones stuff. Here is, um, and that's what I thought. I was like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not with them anymore. Here's what the Anti-Defamation League has to say about True News. Wiles and his guests frequently espouse extreme conspiracy theories, including alleging that the U.S. government planned to spread Ebola virus on U.S. soil. That would have sounded way out there three years ago. That the U.S. and Israel created ISIS and that Western intelligence agencies were training ISIS soldiers. That's still sounds out there talk to me and that mass shootings are false flag operations carried out by super secret covert killing teams as a way of rallying public support for eliminating the second amendment and for capitulating to a globalist agenda how many known wolves have there been in the last yeah, five years? saturday was the anniversary of the worst mass shooting in american history and one of the most surveilled cities in world in in the friggin world and we have no idea how that guy turned yeah. uh, his hotel room on the strip of las vegas into a sniper's nest but you're right that's all so, just sounds crazy today yeah, it's, yeah so i i wouldn't have wanted to even be associated with this five six seven years ago almost now it's like uh, yeah i can i can totally i can totally see how some of this how, how you could come to some of those conclusions and watching this documentary crystallized to me. Are, are we just, are we, are we nuts here? Are we just completely nuts? And I was thinking over the weekend, you know, there's what boggles the mind more that there is a God who created all of this or the levels upon levels, the exponential, the exponential uh, odds 
that all of this just kind of happened out of nowhere? What boggles the mind less? That there actually is a God. In other words, Occam's razor here. If this was not, if this, meaning the last 30 months, was not, was not planned, or at the very least taken advantage of with some plan that was waiting for a moment like this. I'm in the uh, billions upon billions. That's the same thing as basically saying there are so many coincidences here that just lined up perfectly. I think it's foolish. I think it is foolish to believe that this is not at least some sort of scheme. You have to you have to have a lot of faith to believe that what's happened over the last 30 months was not some sort of scheme, whether like the creation of the virus, whether it was a weaponized virus that escaped or whether it was a virus that was a weapon that escaped or released intentionally doesn't make much of a difference. You have to have a heck of a lot of faith to believe that this was just eh, a lot of coincidences here, a lot of bad actors here. You have to have a lot of faith to believe that this was not, at least in some ways, pre-planned. And I think that was spelled out and crystallized for me. Also, Steve, did you hear the part, uh, did you know about the part there towards the end that the tr- the biblical translation for sorcery was pharmacy? I did know about that. Holy yeah. cow, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, the... The level of specificity yeah. to that application, I'm not prepared to fully endorse because the scriptures say to be very, very careful about making definitive declarations in these sorts of eschatological arenas, right? Okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not planning on dressing as Harold camping for Halloween. Okay. Um, but I also thought the presentation of that exegetical conclusion was also though quite compelling yeah because it would require you it would require such a system would require you to believe that you could not function safely as a human being it's got to be i know we all talk about social credit scores and those sorts of things that's not existential enough you, you know what i'm saying like you're not going to get major names in conservative media to immediately bend over for a, a social credit score. But you saw some major names right. in conservative media completely bend over for a vaccine. Right? You see what I'm and saying? And they still are. And they still are. It's got to be something that's much more existential than approval of the system. Something that's okay? magically powerful, perhaps? Yes. yes. See? Or, or perceived to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found that to be powerful. I mean, I would have told you a few years ago, uh, claiming that uh, America and Israel conspired to create ISIS was essentially the stuff of anti-Zionistic, proto-anti-Semitical commentaries. Then I watched Israel impose on the Jewish people there one of the worst lockdowns in the world. And I saw the, 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 the only religiously observant prime minister in Israeli history, Naftali Bennett turn the people, the Jewish people of Israel into lab rats for Pfizer for a year and a half in public. Tell me how else I'm supposed to process that level of information. I'll tell you what the French's and Goldbergs have decided to do is just ignore it. 
They've just decided to pretend that this information isn't isn't out there and readily available. And when you do that, your foolish heart gets darkened too. You become, your heart gets hardened too. You are given over to your own. The, the suppression of the truth for a lie. That's what Romans 1 says leads to the 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 giving over the giving over to your own depraved mind the hardening of your heart what's the trigger mechanism the trigger mechanism is the suppression of the truth big singular objective self-evident truth for a lie for whatever is being peddled by the spirit of the age at the time that's what paul writes is the trigger when you decide like we can prefer our sin over righteousness while still knowing it's a sin and try to hide it and conceal it. We do that. It's the human condition, right? It is when I no longer will recognize, though, that it's a sin and demand that you believe my lie. I saw a clip on YouTube yesterday. The guy that played the minister and the minister dad in seventh heaven was doing an interview with Katie Couric last week, explaining away why his wife left him when she found after she found out that he molested a girl that was 10 years old 30 years ago Stephen collins is his yeah, name no, okay and he's about. literally using terms like my truth and things of that nature and katie kirk could just not have, it was just eating it up man just i mean literally just hand to mouth when you decide as this is what you mean when you say the lie is the point yeah you must endorse my lie and I know it's a lie. I know it's a lie. You know it's a lie. I know that you know it's a lie. You know that I know that you know it's a lie. That's when Romans 1 kicks in. That's when that judgment kicks in. When you have hardened your heart to the point that you demand the lie be recognized as a truth. You're not ashamed of the lie. You're not hiding your lie. But you demand that the lie be recognized as the truth when we all know it's not. That's where the mob was outside of Lot's house. That's when Romans one kicks. That's when that's when it kicks in. And so I'm not comfortable saying stuff like the Israeli government is more of a threat to the Israeli people than Iran is right this moment. I'm not comfortable saying stuff like that. But was it true in 2020 and 21? You bet your ass it was. So I said it. I've said a lot of things the last few years. I'm not comfortable saying. But you know why I said them? Because they were true. And it's demonic to suppress the truth for a lie. And I don't want to be on Team Darkness. Hopefully you don't either. More in a moment. Unfortunately, there are not too many options these days to avoid doing business with companies that hate you and are funding the efforts to undermine your way of life, which is why when one such option presents itself, don't pass on it. And thankfully, there is an option with a product that we all pretty much have to use these days in modern society. That's our mobile phone. Make the switch today to our friends over at Patriot Mobile. It was almost exactly a year ago that our family finally Bit the bullet. We made all the same excuses about the hassle of making the switch that many of you are making. We finally bit the bullet and did it and have not regretted it ever since. They have an outstanding customer service team. We got the exact same uh, coverage that we were getting before because 
All these companies pretty much use the exact same towers all over the country. But now we have peace of mind of knowing we are supporting a business that supports our values. If you want to make the switch today, and if you're a veteran or first responder, let them know when you go to make the switch, they'll give you even bigger savings for the rest of us. Uh, you get a free activation with the offer code Steve when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Or you can call them over at 972-PATRIOT. I know a lot of you are aware that um, I spent some of my uh, growing up years uh, in the state of Michigan, which is why still many of all my favorite sports teams uh, still hail from uh, the Great Lakes state. I'm on the uh, board of an organization there called Stand Up Michigan. I've uh, visited a few times in the last couple of years. I'm pretty well versed on at least as much as an outsider could be on some of the on the ground politics in the state. And that is why I am not surprised that Minnesota and Wisconsin right now, according to Trafalgar, appear to be far more in play than Michigan. There has been a, a lot of problems with the grassroots and the GOP and alienation and betrayal that has gone on in the state of Michigan for really about a decade. And the forces of darkness there have taken full advantage of it. And it, as of things as things stand right now, uh, Wichmer is on her way to getting reelected, her and her coven, uh, despite... Uh, the amount of red that uh, will likely be surrounding the state unless some people get, frankly, get their act together uh, here in the final month. And just to show you how brazen the spirit of the age in Michigan has become, on the ballot by referendum this fall would essentially make Michigan the Midwestern Las Vegas of baby killing. If you can't make it out to either the left or right coast, Come to Michigan, pure Michigan, and kill your kid. That's why we want to talk with Brad Smith at Michigan Right to Life. He joins us here today on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Brad, it's a pleasure to have you with us, man. How are you? Oh, it's great to be uh, great to be with you, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. First and foremost, Brad, am I giving a fair characterization to the entropy that has gone on in Michigan over the last decade or so, and what it's like on the ground oh. working there? Yeah, I would definitely say there's there's been uh, quite a bit of friction within, um, you know, the different uh, factions in the Republican Party, no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, from the same standpoint, if, if we can just get people to kind of get over some of their f- hurt feelings, too, we could uh, we could actually get something done this time around. So, uh, you know, as far as because we've endorsed as Right to Life of Michigan, we endorse Tudor Dixon. And uh, and she is about as strong a pro-life candidate as you could get, but she's also just a strong conservative candidate too. So, uh, for those who who are you know concerned about that, um, certainly she is the candidate to vote for, and and she's a good candidate. We just we got to get more people getting her out there, and hopefully she can get some more money and get herself out there too. Uh, to me, this is this would take an entire show to dissect for our audience. All right, but. At this point, everyone is to blame, in my view, uh, the party, activists, donors, politicians. And there's a lot. There are really good reasons after years and years and years why a lot of salt of the earth Americans feel very betrayed and are very leery of of falling for the banana in their tailpipe again. One thing that you can do uh, if you're Tudor Dixon, for example, is to run a stronger campaign with stronger messaging that shows those people you mean business. That would help. The other is if people were aware 
of the stakes in your in 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 that state coming up in November with this referendum, Brad. Tell us about it. Well, absolutely. And and this is what we need to educate people. And this, frankly, if we can get people out to vote on this, this is going to help Tudor. Um, because Proposal 3 in Michigan is as radical and as nutty and as extreme as it gets. I mean, this thing, it, it, it's not only an unlimited and unregulated abortion amendment, and it's not a law. This is actually a constitutional amendment, which, if passed, would then uh, make numerous laws on the books unconstitutional. So every pro-life law, but it even extends beyond that. It, this thing gets into all kinds of weirdness. Uh, I mean, we, we literally – I just saw a commercial that we put together today um, that a, uh, a, a kid, your child, 10 years, 11 years old, would be able to get hormone blockers, and, and, and the parent wouldn't even know about it. No parental consent required. No parental consent required for abortion. I mean, this it, it is sick what they're trying to do. They're trying to take over not just um, and have crazy unlimited abortion. They're trying to take over your kids. They, they, they want to have total control of your children. And by making this a constitutional amendment, they will essentially codify this at a level that it could take decades, a generation after you were after you after if Michigan ever actually gets its act together. And gets rid of these people electorally. They would have codified this at a level, however, that it wouldn't be just as simple to overturn as we got good people in there now who aren't advocates right. of such things. Right, exactly. So we could we could uh, put in because right now Michigan, we actually have a pro-life. You know, as much as you look at this, you know, our crazy governor, the the nut that she is, uh, as much as you look at that, you, you can also look at our legislature, which is a pro-life legislature. We have a uh, we've controlled that for several years uh, here in Michigan. Thank God we need to get the Supreme Court back this time around, too. And we could if if we get people out there voting and active and and getting involved. Um, but so there. As much as there's frustration, there's also some great hope and great opportunity. I, I mean, Michigan, if we can get things moving like this, we can see one of the strongest pro-life laws in the country. Uh, we actually have on the books, and it's been there since 1846, a ban on abortion. Uh, the only exception is the life of the mother. Um, you know, physical, actual life of the mother, not this, you know, not what they're trying to do, which is the mental health. Uh, and, and with that, if we can get that back uh, and defeat this, we can, we can get that thing reinvigorated and back into being uh, enforced. And it would make us one of the best places in the country as far as protecting children. So it's, uh, you know, there, there's some real hope here, too. So I always want to encourage people that if we do our work, if we fight, we can win. We can. We just need to actually set aside our differences on some of these other things and work hard to win. So what what can our audience do, not just in Michigan, but around the country to that effort? There, there's obviously a national stake in not letting a state of Michigan's magnitude become such a sanctuary for the slaughter of children. So is there a way that our audience can help, Brett? Yes. Yeah. We, so Planned Parenthood is who's behind this abortion amendment. They 
went out and, hey, they got tons of signatures, uh, so their side is very motivated. Um, but I will say this, they are also pouring money in from out of state. They have all kinds of money coming into our state because they know the stakes. The question is, do we understand the stakes on our side? I, I think we need to be more strategic um, and, and making sure that we don't allow these people to come in and pick off states. And I, I say the best way to me to think about it is like a presidential um, election. Michigan, the, the pro-abortion side cannot lose Michigan or they will lose the presidential election. And I, I feel this and I think they see it the same way. They cannot lose Michigan or they're in trouble. So we have an opportunity, and they've actually helped us by making this thing so crazy and so extreme. Uh, we have some great commercials. We have some, and we're we're doing this on focus group testing. We're doing this uh, based upon all of our polling. We know we can win, but here's where we need help. We need to raise millions of dollars uh, so that we can get uh, these commercials, you know, through digital, through TV, through radio, through billboards. We've got to get it out there. So what we need folks to do, if you can, and, and don't think, well, it's not my state. It's not, you know, I'm not in Michigan. We have to win Michigan. Understand, if they win here, they will take this around the country. They will be empowered. So you could go, you can go to givesengo.com slash, and it's really easy, abortion amendment. So it's just givesengo.com dot com slash abortion amendment and this is a fairly new campaign actually gibson go was wonderful they had to help us make sure that we could um, meet all the law requirements of of reporting information and actually change their website around so that we could put together this campaign uh so if if your listeners and your viewers can go uh to to gibson go.com slash abortion amendment and donate it's, it, there's only a small number of people who have donated at this point, but you could help me help us get this going and get it trending and get it moving across the country. So again, and I'll be posting this on all my social media channels here today, givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment is where you want to go. Givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment. One more time, givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment. All right, Brad, keep us up to date, and uh, we will do what we can to help you try to raise some money for this, okay? All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. We appreciate your help. You bet. God bless, man. Keep us up to date on what's going on there. Appreciate it. Thank you. We will. All right. God bless. Get you guys' thoughts on this here in a minute after I talk about Omega XL. You've got 360 places in your body called joints, which are crucial for flexibility and activity, especially as we get older, but especially as we get older. They also become hubs for inflammation. That's where that achiness, stiffness, lingering, soreness that just won't go away. That's probably too much inflammation in those joints. That's why you're looking for an all-natural anti-inflammatory like the one made by our friends at Omega XL. 30, almost 30 years of clinical research has gone into this, and I've used it pretty much every day for the last three years myself, so I can personally attest to its effectiveness and recommend it to you. And if you want to try it today, you can buy a bottle and get a second one for free, a little BOGO action for you, when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. That's buy a bottle, get a second bottle for free at OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or you can call them at 800-844-4888. 
Again, the website, givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment, givesendgo.com slash abortion amendment. Thoughts? Uh, My comment is a question. You have lamented before on this show the weakness of this Republican legislature that he alluded to was Mm pro-life. If this goes as badly as you're uh, you fear it possibly could in Michigan. How close is Michigan becoming to becoming one of those states that you are telling people you got to get out? Very close. It's it's close. So what's what's wrong with this Republican legislature? This is a long show. It goes beyond the legislature. Even pretty much Republicans are pretty much pro life everywhere now. I mean the the abortion issue on the right has become kind of like the rainbow jihad on the left. Like you almost can't get elected anywhere, at least by not at least lying that you're pro-life nowadays. Right. Mm-hmm. The old fights of the eighties and stuff that you and I grew up with about taking abortion planks out of that stuff's never is gone and never coming back. But the, the short and the short answer is a decade ago, the GOP establishment, including, uh, you know, uh, some the Romney people in the state, Remember, his family's got a lot of ties to the state. His dad was governor of the state. Mm-hmm. And this goes to the current head of the RNC, Roma Downey Romney. Okay. Okay. She was a part of this. Say no more. You said Romney. Right. I get it. And they basically went scorched earth and nuked the Tea Party grassroots from getting control of the party. It just nuked them. Basically, because, as I've told you for years, Republicans would rather lose control of Demo- to, to uh, or lose, would lose to Democrats than lose control of the party to us. So they did to their own people what they would never do. They got their guy, Rick Snyder, elected governor. And it would have been, and then there was kind of a split in the grassroots. Do we got to still support the Republican? No, not, not when they lie to us like this, right? No, those groups then kind of turned on each other within the own grassroots. Then Snyder turned out to be a terrible governor. It would have been one thing if he was a good governor. He turned out to be an awful governor, okay? And, an embar- and a national embarrassment with the Flint water crisis and everything else, which just reconfirmed everybody's suspicions if you know what i'm trying i mean mm-hmm. and this has just gone on and on when you have a primary where there's five candidates and they're all at or above double digits it, it there's one of two things happening a wow that's a very distinguished field it's almost never that right it's almost really because so many factions are dug in that they cannot be moved all right i i don't know much about tudor dixon i i, I know i think just from my own research i think she's getting a little falsely smeared as an established. She comes out of the Gina Loudon, you know, and I've I've known Gina for years. The Gina Loudon wing of the Trump movement. I think she was even on Gina's platform. They were on that together. So I mean, I don't I don't think that she's you know Rick Snyder, but she's not running a strong enough campaign either. She's not running the kind of campaign that would give a lot of those grassroots people incentive to get off the sidelines and get in the fight. You know what I'm saying? So she is that just an old instinct kicking in? They, look at they're obviously crazy. They'll vote for me, so yes. I'm just going to be yes. nice. And, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's got to go. See Carrie okay. Lake. Yep, that's. Ex- there you go. Yes, exactly. So, the spirit of the age senses this division, and says we will fully exploit it. And on the off chance, even someone like Tudor Dixon gets her poop together and beats us. We will try to get this legislation passed so that it won't, or the next, maybe four years from now, you get a good one that knows, you get a Carrie Lake four years from now that knows what they're doing and beats us. We have now codified this into law in the state on a constitutional level, so you're screwed. My entire life, Republicans have been misappropriating Reagan and Reagan quotes. One of them, 
that should be reappropriated, obviously. It used to be a part of our show intro. Bold colors, not pale pastels. The buddy that I went to the Michigan game with this weekend is from Minnesota, and we were talking about politics. And he said Scott Jensen is running pretty boldly, pretty boldly against baby, like all banning all baby killing. Mm-hmm. He's within the margin of error in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, Minnesota, if you remove Minneapolis, might be one of the most conservative states in the entire country, Minneapolis and Duluth. But still, even in Minnesota, you've got a guy who's just a state representative, if not a state senator pulling within the margin of error on that message. You have to go for the throat. That that you you have to you don't have any choice. People this is not a time for nice. This is a time for boldness and it always has been, but you don't really have a back door now. That's right. I mean a month from now there's going to be an amendment in the state constitution in my former home state that says you can kill, mutilate, do whatever the children you want. And it can never be undone. Or there's not. Know what I'm saying? Yep. There's a zero-sum game for you. Get busy living or get busy dying. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.